All right, we're recording. Up to you. You gonna intro this thing or what? <laughs> what did we do last time? Oh my god, you this Welcome is <laughs> we did this last time. This is what we did. Welcome back to the Browser Nutrition Podcast. <laughs> I'm your producer, Adam. With me as always is Felicia Peraza of ParazaNutrition.com. That's ParazaNutrition.com, registered dietitian, um, explorer of the Antarctic, um, inventor of the post-it note. Wow. That's not true. She didn't invent the post-it note. (laughs) What are we talking about today? Uh, Fruit. We're going to talk all about fruit today. Cool. What about fruit? What's the deal with fruit these days? Um, Well, you know, some best options, you know, fresh versus frozen, that kind of thing, and health benefits, maybe a little bit about the fact that people with diabetes can have fruit and it's not the demon. So, All right. So you know. obviously there's a reason to talk about fruit <laughs> because we're not just going to discuss different fruits. <laughs> no, no. So what's the thing that is the biggest point of contention for you with, with fruit and it's possibly inaccurate perception? That fruit has too much sugar. Okay. Too much sugar for everyone or too much sugar for... A specific group of people, like um, diabetics, maybe? Mostly you hear it for too much sugar for those with diabetes, but I also hear it for too much sugar, so it's uh, not going to help with weight loss, which is another misconception. But usually that kind of falls hand in hand with too much sugar and diabetes, too. Okay. So that's the prevailing misconception is that there's too much sugar in fruit and you shouldn't eat it, especially if you're diabetic. Is that, am I accurately representing... The myth you're about to bust the pants off. Yes. Okay. Well, that's cool. All right. So, what are the what are some of the benefits of eating fruit? Why should we care about fruit? Why do I care about fruit? <laughs> well, there's a lot of benefits. One of one is the fiber, and when we're talking about fruit, obviously there's a lot of different options. You know, fresh versus frozen versus cans, and then fruit juices. So, when I'm talking about benefits, I just want to say we're kind of talking more so about like your whole fruit whether it's fresh or frozen um so, so what's like, not whole fruit that you're what's the bad like option for that so with like fruit juice you're going to lose the fiber all right so that's not those. fruit that's just yeah juice. but it counts if you're looking at like a my plate or any of those kinds of like government resources they lump fruit and fruit juice underneath um you know fruit as a whole okay so just to just clarify that got you um but whole fruit, again, could be something like, you know, a piece of fruit, you know, like a banana, an apple. That's always my assumption when people say fruit. Yeah. Like an apple. Exactly. Just first thing uh, I think of is an apple. Even though I don't, I don't eat apples. They're like the common ones, you know. You can just eat an apple, though. Yeah. Apples, bananas, oranges, you not can't so just much, eat. You can't just eat a banana. You have to peel it. And then you got to do true. something with the peel. Apples, it's, well, then you got to do something with the core at the end. God, fruit's so inconvenient, guys. You know what? Forget fruit. Fruit sucks. It's awful. It's the worst. Am I right? No. No? People actually eat the banana peel. That's weird. I saw a clip (laughs) of this guy on YouTube, uh, like the cheapest wrestler, quote unquote, is his thing. He's super cheap and he's also a wrestler. And he straight up just threw the banana peel in the blender. I almost threw up. It was disgusting. (laughs) It was gross. But he did that. And I guess you can eat them. Oh, my God. Yeah. But anyway. Well, whatever. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't, uh, is I there don't a reason suggest- to do that? Hey, I dietitian, I should I eat so. my banana peel? I mean, to be honest, I haven't looked at the research on the banana peels itself. But do, do apes and stuff peel bananas? I don't think so. I'm they pretty sure they them. just squeeze it. Oh, like, well, they but they don't eat the peel. Yeah, I don't think okay, they eat the peel. We're way off topic. Okay, right well, now. we're still talking about fruits. Yes, yeah, anyway, we're, we're still on topic, um, guys. That's but anyway, 
whole fruit. All right, whole fruit. Yeah, yeah, that could be fresh or frozen, which, again, misconception that frozen is bad for you as well. Um, Who thinks that? Well, lots of people. what if, but why though? Well, so there is a difference between what you find, you know, fruit-wise in, in the grocery store, but when you have the idea of processing, that's what people get kind of hung up on is like. But is that truly processed? I mean, technically everything is processed. You know, it's it's more the ultra processed versus like minimally processed, you know, like. So anything that's not in its complete form is quote unquote processed. Basic, yes. So that's yeah. one of those words that you hear get tossed around a lot that can be abused, but depending on like what it's being used for. Yeah. Because if something's diced, it's processed, but you cannot lose anything from the food if it's diced. So a lot of these frozen fruits come pre-cut up and and peeled and whatnot. But, you know, peeling a fruit, you do lose some You do. With like things like apples and and peaches, you know, you should eat the you should eat the apple peel. I wouldn't eat the banana peel. <laughs> no. Or like the orange <laughs> rind. Shouldn't you not eat that? No one does that. No, and there's still like fiber throughout. You just get like, and that's one of the benefits is the fiber aspect. So um, you are going to get some of that fiber in that outer um, peel. You're still going to get some throughout, but again, you're going to get a lot of that in that outer peel. When you peel an orange. Yeah. And then you have like the little bit around the edges. That's the still, oh God. That's you you eat that going. stuff. Though. I do like that stuff. That's it's very so bitter. Weird. But yeah, there's a little bit of fiber in that, but there's you still fiber get fiber in the fruit itself and the meat of the fruit. Yes, absolutely. Right. Well, okay. you do lose some micronutrients in, in processing, though, in terms of like with an orange, like a whole fruit to a juice. That's where the, the issue comes in. You people, lose a lot. You do. You lose the fiber, you lose micronutrients, you know, vitamin, like vitamins, minerals. So I don't know if anyone disputes this, but yeah, if you just drink the juice, it's not the same as eating a fruit. No. And it's kind of misleading to say, you know, a cup of of grape juice is, you know, a serving of fruit or something. A wort, yeah. So, like, a serving of juice would be technically four ounces. Okay. Um, In terms of, like... That's a serving of juice. Serving of juice. And I always ask people, like, have you squeezed an orange or juiced a, an apple? Like, you don't get eight ounces of juice from it. Do you, like, get, do you get four ounces of juice? Maybe like two or three-ish. I don't remember. <laughs> Depending on the size. I used to like, juice stuff. I don't I remember how much I got out of it. Yeah, it's, it's not a lot. And you lose the fiber. And, and if you've ever used a juicer, I know you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fiber uh, spits out on one side and yeah, the juice on the sure other. sure does. And so. you can bake with it and stuff. Fun fact, I bought a juicer, a Jack Lillian juicer. That day he died. Oh, that was the same day? Super weird. It was a Sunday. I remember that it like it was, it was just bizarre. But anyway, still have it somewhere. It yeah. works. It's like all metal. It's a good Jack Lane, R.I.P. Um, so with fruit, uh, yeah, juicing it and it would just spit out the 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 whole meat of the thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. The, the the pulp is what it's called. And um, I think when you juiced before, I made what was called like pulp muffins, or people make like um, like a bark out of it kind of thing. So yeah. you can definitely repurpose it. Well, but it's still food. It's still fruit. Exactly. It's just some people don't. Um, but yeah. Anyway. The um the whole idea of like processing, it's like if you're processing, everything is basically processed. It's just the ultra processed, like your cookies, versus like yeah an something. Apple. <laughs> if if it's not yeah. recognizable from what it originally came from, that's an indicator the, of many steps of processing. And essentially, the more yeah. steps away from processing, the more processed but uh, you gotta watch because that doesn't always mean it's bad not necessarily no and that's why i don't really like that term you know 
that term in general. But, you know, if you think about like an example I usually use is like a whole potato versus like instant mashed. Like your instant mashed are going to be kind of like your ultra processed. You can like obviously potato s- chips. Yes. Actually, that's probably a better example. Um, but there's like a, you know, kind of like a varying level between, you know, your whole potato that you buy in that fruit and vegetable section versus like your potato chips, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, so with fruit, um, the, the quote unquote processed fruit is when it gets like peeled and diced up and then, and then, and quick frozen to be sold as, as a frozen fruit. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's, that's a level of processing that maybe some people think is what creates a quality deficit between frozen and fresh fruit yeah and mostly it's like a concern again with things like stuff that would be peeled like you know peaches and and um, yeah. pears or things like that but like berries you know you're well, you retain... just get the whole berry at exactly that point. so it's like that's that's a great one frozen because yeah we retain... do lots of frozen berries yeah blueberries strawberries blackberries raspberries i do blueberries a lot actually mm-hmm I like the berry blend that has like all the mixed oh, the berries mixed, yeah. and cherries in it too. Yeah. Cherries um, another good one. Cherries. They're not berry, but they're like a little tiny whole fruit that you can just eat. Mm-hmm. And grapes. And grapes. I, I like love grapes. grapes. They're one that's demonized. Oh. Um shout out to cotton candy grapes. Oh my gosh. Did the we talk grapes. about that before? We, I think we did. <laughs> I don't we know. should just not. I mean it's been so long, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Just they're worth the price. Sure. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> Tastes good. But they're they're demonized grapes. Yeah, because they have too much sugar. Grapes. What do they have too much? You just said they have too much sugar. Yeah. Do they have too much sugar? No, and uh, just just to kind of lay it out there, all fruit has sugar in it. Right. So that's right off the bat. All of your fruit's gonna have sugar because what it's, makes the sugar in the fruit okay? So it's one. It's way less concentrated than like. I don't know, if you think about candy versus an apple, there's a big difference between the two of those. What's the difference in the sugar in the apple versus the candy? You get fructose in your fruit, which is like your fruit sugar. Mm-hmm. And then like your table sugar would be glucose and fructose. So there's, you Together. know, Yeah. Okay. Um, Why is that? Okay, go ahead. I mean, it's not really notable necessarily for... What's Why is that better? The fruit sugar? Like fructose alone. Versus glucose and fructose. Isn't fructose like the worst thing ever? Well, so the miscon like not a misconception, but the amount of concentrated fructose is an issue with like your liver, but it's in highly processed foods and not the amount that someone would get in eating whole fruits. So if you eat a whole apple, you're getting some fructose. Yes. But you're getting a dose that's not enough to be harmful. Yes. As compared to like a tablespoon of sugar yes and and the idea too is that you're not also just eating straight sugar you're eating micronutrients and fiber and other beneficial nutrients and like antioxidants so, and stuff like that well does does the does what you consume the fructose with change the way your body treats it does it do something different in your body if it's consumed with fiber or something I mean, you have a slower blood sugar response. So it digests slower, doesn't hit you all at once. I mean, that's a huge thing. And mm-hmm. that's like, so one thing with juice and juicing that we that we talked about is essentially what the juicer is doing in a way, and correct me if I'm wrong here, a juicer, if you juice fruit, is kind of pre-digesting the fruit for you or just like with a smoothie when you blend it all up. And that's going to make your body be able to process it much quicker Mm -hmm. because otherwise your body would have to do the work of 
cleaving it all apart in your intestines and your stomach and breaking it down and stuff. And if you're breaking it down or presenting it to your body in a form with uh, without the need to break it down like a juice, then your body can just immediately absorb it, which f- for sugar is not ideal. Yeah. Because you would never find just sugar out in the... like. In terms of no. quote-unquote natural foods that we'd be able to find, I guess, our bodies really aren't created or like they're not programmed to just be able to accept pure sugar. Yeah. If you think about like sugar cane and sugar beets, like... It's, you got to eat that. You got to eat it. It's a whole big process, yeah. but... And you mentioned, you know... Yeah, chewing sugar cane, that's, that is a thing though. And yeah. that's like, you are you can't just eat that. No. <laughs> you really got to work on that to do it. Yeah. And just you pointed out like juicing and um, smoothies and smoothies are something that I do recommend. And I know like both of us do smoothies a lot, but um, there's a big difference between a, like juicing something and making a smoothie. Is <laughs> <laughs> she on camera with that? Oh, her tongue's in her mouth now. Right. If you didn't, if you're just listening, our cat is sitting next to us, and her tongue was just straight up sticking out like a full inch. She's she doing like, something real charming right now. She's just kind of flopped over, showing her belly, looking herself, how she always does. Lazy, whatever. I'm well, gonna, I'll turn the, I'll turn the laptop so she can be part of the, part of the scene here. Okay. That was pretty funny. Yeah, um, that was ridiculous. Anyway, um, so you're juicing versus your smoothies. So. One major difference, though, between those two is that when you're juicing, we mentioned that you're you're losing that fiber aspect and some of the micronutrients because it's literally getting spit out on the other side. Right. Um, with a smoothie, not the case. Everything is blended together, so it's still easier on your body to digest, which can be really beneficial. You know, if someone's having like GI issues, to kind of, you know, help with that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you're getting the whole fruit. You're getting the whole fruit. You're getting all those nutrients. They're still being maintained. Like within the smoothie because it's all in that container yep and you can load it up with more fiber more nutrients you sure can so that's something that you know one one thing i guess people talk about is uh is um how how the like the natural argument of what we should be eating Mm -hmm. and uh to that i say if it's good for me then i don't care if it's natural or not like if i can throw 40 blueberries and five bananas into a smoothie and uh, consume that comfortably versus the work I'd have to do to eat that stuff. I don't care because if I'm getting all of the good out of that fruit and I don't have to enact the labor on my body or the time to like actually chew it and stuff, mm. I'm, I'm going to take that deal. Yeah. Because like what has more antioxidants than fruit? Nothing. That's exactly. like, the especially highest. berries and stuff. Yeah. They're the higher one. And that's, uh, but that's a good point, though, too, is that and something I often talk to my clients about is that, you know, smoothies can be really helpful in like filling a gap. That's right. She has clients. <laughs> she may look really young, but she actually has clients and years and years of experience. She's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Not that sorry. much, but I don't want to derail um, you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like that's something that can be um, a way to like fill a nutrient gap, but also make it convenient. You, know, you throw everything in a blender and you can just kind of like sip on it while you're doing something else. You know, versus like if you think about having like a huge salad and a whole piece of fruit on the side. And obviously there is obviously benefit to sitting down and eating a meal. But if you're busy and on the go and you just need to get in nutrients or you're yeah. doing stuff, like it's a good way to just make sure you're getting enough. Yeah, so. it's funny. It's funny how um, I just whenever when, when you were saying that, what it made me think of is like, OK, you have to go places 
some of those places are really far away. Mm-hmm. Um, you could walk there. That's the natural thing to do. Or you could just get in a car and drive. Mm-hmm. Getting, getting in your car and driving to cover massive distances is like the travel version of blending a bunch of fruit and sipping on it to get all the nutrients. You're taking a shortcut. You're yeah. making it. You're making it easier on yourself, which is I don't know. That's that's me. Sa- it, it sounded brilliant in my head, and saying it sounds really stupid. So we should quickly move on from this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are your favorite fruits to consume, to eat? Stop consume. <laughs> to, what are you? What kind of? What? What's your favorite color? What's your? What are your favorite fruits? That was a joke. I'm um, being. I'm. Oh. bombing hard right now sorry what do you like that. what kind of fruit do you like <laughs> uh my favorites are definitely berries i mean they're convenient you just kind of rinse them off um high fiber high nutrient content and then bananas and i do a lot of applesauce like i always have actual apples but sometimes applesauce is just straight up convenient that's so. one of your uh travel snacks of choice yes little cups yeah and stuff little cups of the pouches just because it's convenient it's a it's nice, like, after a workout, too, to just grab that. It's, like, a quick something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? And that that's where it's, sense. like, grabbing that versus, like, grabbing candy or, like, a junk food kind of thing is make it convenient for yourself, you know, as much as you can. So. Yeah. When I was when I was uh, weaning off of soda, uh, one of the things that you started just, you started getting these, the big jugs, the jars of applesauce. Mm-hmm. And I would just, we got the one that's got, like, a handle on it, and I would just do, like, that. Uh, it, I mean, I would, I would, it would be my applesauce. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I would do that at night, uh, you know, when I'm, when I would normally go for like not good snacks. Mm-hmm. And this sweetness of the applesauce was enough to satisfy that craving. So if you're, it's just an idea. If you're trying to wean off of candy or sugary stuff, sodas and whatnot, applesauce can help. It really helped me. And I, I just straight up don't even have sugar anymore. Yeah. That helped. And I still like applesauce, but you know, it, it beats the crap out of uh, soda. Yeah. Compared to what it'll do to your body. Just note, like with applesauce, I buy the unsweetened variety, but oh, yeah. if you find like natural applesauce, they generally have sugar added. So look for unsweetened. So the yeah. only thing in there should be apples and water. And occasionally they add vitamin C because that maintains the color. So if you see that, that's fine too. Yeah, I think I think we're not going to make it through a whole podcast without you saying water. Did I say water? Well, I mean, you said water. Water. But I, I just I know that that's that's going to stick out to some people because uh, the Philly accent's not really widely known. Oh, but sorry, guys. Whatever. Don't apologize for being who you are. You're you're a strong and beautiful woman, and you can say water however you want. Anyway, uh, I need to stop doing that. Anyway. Let's 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 keep her keep her moving. <laughs> keep her moving. I think it's funny to to make a big deal cuz like okay, in, inside inside scoop with that. It's the thing with Felicia is that she looks like she's 19 years old and that basically no one takes her seriously in a lot of professional settings because she looks super young and probably a little bit because you're a woman too. Mm. But just the fact that you look young. So I it's a joke, it's a running joke for us because I've I mean we've been, you know, together for a long time and it's you know it's it's been a thing for a long long time like you were you when you were younger younger when you were in your early 20s people didn't think you were old enough to have a credit card no or like they thought i was in high school and like shouldn't be in certain places so now that she's like faculty staff at a college and a business owner and all this stuff and you still look like you're way too young for any of that it's just it's a constantly whatever it's a constantly a thing um okay 
So is there anything in specific that you didn't get to mention because I really interrupted you earlier about like the good fruits that you like and why you like them? I know berries are kind of a superfood, quote unquote. Yeah. So berries, and that's, that's one that, you know, I usually recommend for anybody, but if you are somebody that has diabetes, that's a great one because any of them too, is because they're so high in fiber. So you have such a low blood sugar response, but they're so high in antioxidants and vitamin C, which is also important. So why do we, why do we want antioxidants? So short version is they help basically quench what's called free radicals um, in your body. Um, and so the benefits of that is it can reduce, there's, there's ties to reducing um, inflammation. So higher antioxidants can reduce inflammation. And there's a lot of inflammatory conditions, one of which most people are aware of would be like arthritis. Um, so that's one big thing. Another thing is reducing your risk of cancer, um, damaging your cells. Aging has also been associated with antioxidants as in like slowing the aging process. That's kind of like a newer um area not necessarily newer area of research but newer is in like how much research is available for that more recently more research is being done to understand the effect that the role that antioxidants play on aging probably something to do with like dna damage or whatever yeah free radicals yeah i always i always thought free radicals were good because of the word radical (laughs) it's like radical it's not the same word it's not the same meaning yeah they're bad yeah free radicals are bad Antioxidants are good. Antioxidants um, shoot free radicals in the face and they kill them real good. They get them out of there, <laughs> make them dead. I don't know how it works. Um, something like that. Yeah. Just imagining <laughs> like a gang war between weird microorganisms in your in your blood, or like that Mucinex commercial where it's uh, the germs are like talking to each other and they live in your they live in a little apartment in your nose. All right, I'm 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 way off the rails. Uh, uh, fruit and diabetes. So that's that's one of the big things. Um, oh wait, wait, wait. Um, I'm I'm looking at notes on my phone. I'm not being rude. I just I'm trying to I'm trying to piece it together here. So, um, what to look for 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 your best options for fruit? What are your what are your insights that you can offer us for what to look for? Yeah. So if you're doing fresh stuff, it's you know fresh is totally fine obviously um but not always accessible for people and sometimes goes bad before people use it yeah that's i feel like that's the major deterrent like my my mom religiously buys fruit Mm -hmm. and it always goes bad yeah she just throws it out and buys more she should she should freeze it but that often happens with fruit and vegetables you know is that produce is that you buy sorry mom if you're listening (laughs) you buy that with good intentions and then you get busy you forget about it you stick it in the bottom of your crisper and that's it dies down there so but one one if you're if your fruit is starting to go bad to the point where you will no longer eat it you can usually freeze it and yeah. still use it or you know if you feel like baking with it you do that all the time with, well yeah with bananas that are going too brown bananas are i mean any fruit you could freeze but like the bananas the berries you can use those in smoothies you can obviously bake with it um there's a fruit and veggie muffin recipe that uses strawberries and the bananas on um oh on your website yeah and then uh cool. there's also um i have a couple of nutrition.com that's <laughs> p-o-r-r-a-z-z-a nutrition.com yeah and there's also some banana um recipes too you can use for like oats and stuff but you can 
one thing also I recommend besides we mentioned smoothies, but like if you freeze fruit and you do oatmeal, you could just throw the fruit into the liquid and then that way it defrosts. You get the flavor throughout. So that's another way you can just like throw yep. frozen fruit into something. Sure is. Um, I think if I start, a, if we start a health food store, we should call it oats and stuff like that. You just said that. And I was like, that's not a band name, but it's a good name for something for that. <laughs> that's a, that's a good anyway. Um, but I got to stop doing that. <laughs> can't help it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could totally freeze the fruit, but one thing I usually suggest is that, um, try not to put your frozen stuff or your, your fresh produce in the bottom of your fridge, which is again, where most people put it, the crisper, all that. Oh, the, but, the, oh, that's what you mean by crisper. Yeah. Like, What's sorry. a crisper? I don't know if that's actually the term. Maybe but it's I'm like, the idiot doesn't know what they, crispers are. They but. usually call it the crisping drawers. I don't know why, to be honest. I think it's supposed to be like. I don't think I would like my fruit crispy. <laughs> I like some things crispy. <laughs> Footage, crispy chips crispy not fruit yeah i th- yeah i think i'm pretty sure i don't want my fruit to pretty be pretty sure crispy. our fridge says fruit crisper whatever um but whatever um we're i'm i'm sure we're both idiots for not knowing what that actually means <laughs> i'm sure there's somebody listening like well you guys are retarded it's for this reason and okay they just know in our defense we actually don't have one of those drawers because it doesn't slide so we just have a bowl in the bottom oh, of the whatever. fridge whatever <laughs> that's because our fridge is broke <laughs> um but that could be quick. that could be one way to increase your intake is you know put it at a place where you're going to see it when you open the fridge um but anyway if you buy like fresh produce fruits or vegetables um they're great eat the skin if it's not something like banana um okay did you find the answer a crisper drawer is a compartment located within the refrigerator to prolong the freshness of stored produce okay so so it's because it you can control the humidity Okay, that's the humidity. That's what I was thinking. I, didn't think I just don't understand why the word crisper is used, but I'm sure there's I guess, another. Well, I guess if you're thinking about like crispy, I mean, crispy is still weird, but like lettuce, you know, it's, you don't want it to be soggy. I, I don't I think don't they're using those. It's it's like a, it's one of those things where it has two definitions. Yeah. It's just not, we're, that's true. we're barking up the wrong tree here. Yeah, we'll just kind of backtrack. Okay. All right. <laughs> Back away from that. Um, but yeah, if you're getting fresh stuff, you know, Buy it, buy what you're going to use, and then also freeze what you can't um, in time. And then if you're looking at, like, frozen, one key thing to look for is no sugar added. So that's, like, one easy way to tell if you've got extra sugar or if it's just naturally occurring fruit. We just talked about this, too. Did we? In the last one, yep. Where everything has added sugar. Oh, yeah. What were we talking about on the last podcast? Uh, Granola or something. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, So no added sugar. Usually it's on the front, and if you don't see it, Turn it over, and the ingredient list should just list the fruit that's in there. Yeah, kind of the theme, I guess, with food and uh, being better with buying healthier stuff is just that there's effort involved. Yeah. Because the companies that sell this stuff make it difficult to discover what's in their stuff that is secretly making you addicted to it. Yeah. That's why sugar is in so much stuff, and that's why so much sugar is added to stuff. They just want you to buy more because it'll taste better with sugar, and then you'll you'll like it better. Basically, sugar is super addictive. Yeah, it creates like a physical addiction. It's weird. Yeah, and then when you have it, it's like a drug. Mm-hmm. That's Even, crazy. I think there was a uh, like a scam where they showed that lights up like the same pleasure like dopamine centers as yeah. dopamine, right? Yeah, that's nuts. And then they can just put it in everything. Mm-hmm. Including stuff that already has sugar in it, like yeah, fruit. Like fruit. <laughs> How are you going to add? Although, I don't know. See, 
we talked about this last time. If you if you if you change the way you eat, your palate will change, mm-hmm. and the what what you taste will change. I used to eat these uh, blueberries. My mom was back when I was living with my my parents. These blueberries that they um, they're like they're like pre dehydrated, but they're still a little moist. Mm-hmm. So they're like really tiny blueberries. They tasted amazing, like candy essentially, but there's there's added sugar, and that's why they tasted so good. Which is why I kept. But they're they're blueberries. They're good for you, but they're they taste so good because they're they're coated with sugar. They're added. There's added sugar. Yeah. It's but if you just stop eating stuff with added sugar for long enough, your your palate adjusts to taste the natural sweetness of foods, and it's more than enough to satisfy. Yeah. What your what your 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 sweetness, your sweet tooth. People say they have a sweet tooth. You don't have a sweet tooth. You've been conditioned to have a sweet tooth. You have a sweet tooth because you're eating stuff that's sweet all the time and you're becoming accustomed to things tasting sweet. I mean, we talked about this last time too, but you're like just slamming your taste buds with, with sweet all the time to where you're desensitized to it. Yeah. Added sugar is a, is, is, is a demon. Yeah. It's not good. If you um, buy dry, I'm not opposed to dried food, fruit. Um, that's one thing. If you're like buying dried fruit, look for no sugar added. It's really hard to find with some stuff, especially most in the grocery store. However, raisins are one of the easier ones to find no sugar added. So if you use any dried fruit. But one thing that's nice about dried fruit is that it is more concentrated because you pull that liquid out of the fruit. You're just losing water, essentially. Yeah, you retain the nutrients. You still retain the fiber, but... It's it's nice if you are like a gummy kind of person or you're looking for something. A little are you like a candy. gummy kind of person? <laughs> are you gummy? <laughs> or You'll like, like a, raisins. Like a candy kind of. If you're looking for something like that. Yeah. No, that that's, can that's be true. Like a good. That's totally substitute. true. So that and just to mix up textures too. You know? I mean, raisins are just useful. Mm. If you like raisins, you can put them in so much stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't put them in a smoothie. I wouldn't do that. I don't think they'll blend up too well. But oatmeal, they're like a game changer for me for oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Or uh, what else do I put them in? Like uh, you can throw them in any kind of cereal, really. That's not like, I don't know. I mean, they sell cornflakes or uh, raisin bran. Side note on that, the raisins are coated in sugar in raisin uh-huh. bran. Oh, cool. Of so course they are. Why just, wouldn't they be? Added just a sugar. point. Because it's one of those. God, I that's mean, so obnoxious. There's so many, so many cereals that are marketed as healthy, but um, that's one of the big ones. And it's got so much added sugar. Just look at the ingredient list and where it says raisins. It's like raisins, comma, sugar. Um, yeah. But. Well, yeah. so the, the added sugar, it's not like adding sugar to a food makes it quote unquote unhealthy. It's not. It's not binary like it's either healthy or it's unhealthy. It's yeah. it's a spectrum. And when you add sugar to this stuff, you're just taking a healthy food and you're making it less healthy. Like and it's it's not to say it's a spectrum is even not the most accurate thing because I mean what is what is healthy? Mm-hmm. What's a food that is healthy? What does that mean that it's healthy? Yeah, and there isn't like I mean there's a lot of definitions for like what's I'm healthy. I'm asking you. Oh. You're the dietitian. <laughs> if a food is healthy, what does that mean to you? High nutrient content, so micronutrients, fiber. Um, I don't really like to use calories, so I would say like high nutrient density. So so high nutrient de- like lots of 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 micronutrients and possibly fiber per calorie. Yes. Okay. Cool. Just no, I, I I had a little weird audio thing in my headphones for a second. Uh, and then what what's unhealthy? What does that mean to you if a food is unhealthy? So like no no low nutrient content um low micronutrient content so like 
low fiber, low vitamins, low minerals, that kind of thing, but also higher calorie content, which those foods can serve a purpose, but that's, that's kind of where it's like, a. I mean, you said you don't like the, you know, spectrum, but it's kind of like a spectrum, you know, if you think about. And it's a useful analogy. It's just that different foods do different. I don't want it in the interest of not getting too complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a useful analogy to say it's like a spectrum of healthy versus unhealthy. Yeah. It's just that certain things can take a healthy food and make it unhealthy. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you you got raisins and you, you know, coat them in sugar, dip them in dark chocolate or chocolate in general. Milk chocolate? um, Milk chocolate, like chocolate. You're (laughs) adding things that make the food less useful to your body. Yes. You're upping the, well, it's just like you said, you're upping the amount of calories in the food without adding anything useful. Yes. And sometimes they end up taking it away. So like, I mean, a prime example actually is chocolate covered raisins, you know, versus regular raisins. What do they take away with chocolate covered raisins? You're still getting whole raisins. You're still getting whole raisins, but with some of those like covered fruits, they, not with raisins necessarily, but some of the other ones, they remove like the skin uh, oh, from them. the outer layer, so you're losing some fiber. Yeah, or like they're coated in a sugar first, and then also in the chocolate itself. Usually they'll add salt, which enhances the sweetness oh, too. Yeah. So you're getting all these extras to it. Now, I'm not saying that like if you like chocolate or raisins as like a snack or treat, like that's not, you know, I'm not saying you have to never eat them again. But if you're looking in terms of like... Yeah, you just you don't know. cage yourself and act like that's healthy because it's fruit. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's fruit, exactly. but it's... With added sugar and it's covered in milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's like adding micronutrients to soda. It's still not good. It's still soda, <laughs> even if it's, it's got just... added vitamin C or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and then know, if you think about what's better, you know, eating this versus that. It's, so, yeah. well, that's an interesting thing because we were just talking about fruit juice and you said like, you know, you can't you can't add micronutrients to soda and expect it to be healthy. It's like polishing a turd. What, uh, for fruit juice, what's the difference between fruit juice and pure fruit juice and soda really you're still going to get a very similar blood sugar response which is why juice is actually recommended as like if someone has a blood sugar low that it's good because it spikes your blood sugar so fast so right. it does does have a use in terms of like someone has a blood sugar low yeah so in like, that that's case, why i drink so much juice it's because i feel <laughs> like that's why i was pounding coke coca-cola yeah. that's why or like if there's you know like kids if they need to add calories i mean there's other ways to add calories but juice is higher calorie, low fiber. Calories. Yeah, it doesn't fill their stomachs as much. Um, so you know, very particular circumstances because there. there's you know limitations on juice for kids. But again, in the in the event of like you know really active kid that maybe eats a lot of fiber, that could be a way to like fill a nutrient gap to just add calories. That's such a niche thing. It is, and that's, that's so I just rare. wanted to point that out though because you know, it's possible. So it you is have possible. to disclaimer: this isn't true for one hundred percent of people. Yeah, just ninety nine. You know. <laughs> whatever but um fruit's okay fruit's good for you that's kind of that's kind of the general the general general gist here that fruit is okay to eat in fact there are people who eat tons and tons and tons of fruit that doesn't doesn't present a problem and there's 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 no well here and it's easy to just talk about anecdotes and act like that's some kind of proof of something you know at the very least you'd want a case report but there are actual studies on people who eat lots of fruit plant foods in general yeah and test their markers for like relevant markers for health to see the response yes absolutely and i um i don't know if this was too nerdy or not but i pulled like a couple of research studies that like 
Just like some of the underlying. It's not too nerdy. The link will be in the description if yeah. you give it to me. Um, but there's at least four or five that I pulled just just in particular for fruits. Um, okay. Not just like plant-based or vegetarian or vegan, but just looking at fruit. And then also comparing that to like diabetes and risk of diabetes, but also um, reducing um, A1C, which is your average blood glucose over three months. So You like studies, you nerd. Who likes looking at data and hard facts, you nerd? I'm just going to do what my aunt tells me to do. <laughs> that was random. I do have an aunt. She's probably not listening, but if she is, I love you, Aunt Peggy. That wasn't <laughs> meant for you. But we can we could maybe put those in the um, the pod. So no, we'll link them in, in the description, the show notes, whatever, wherever this is at. It'll, it'll, it'll definitely be in the YouTube description. And then if we can get it up on whatever for audio, yeah, we'll definitely do that. Cool. Point being. That there are actual studies, there's data to, sh- to to show that fruit is not harmful and that you shouldn't treat it like it's something to avoid. There are definitely foods that you should not, outright shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Like, you just shouldn't eat anything deep fried. You just shouldn't. Objectively, it's not. It, that's unhealthy. That is an, an unhealthy food. Like, donuts, kind of unequivocally not good for you. Uh, deep fried sugar not the best thing fruit is good and there are objective measures for this stuff to display that very clearly that in terms of what it does in your body it's not hurting you and that you actually benefit yeah or that at very at the very least it's not it's not having a negative impact on relevant markers for your like blood work and longevity and stuff yeah exactly there's there's research and again we can link this but there's research to show that it reduces your risk of diabetes but then also people who have diabetes it actually doesn't negatively affect their um their a1c or their blood sugar numbers and that's again for your whole fruits whether it's frozen or fresh with the skin versus fruit juice because there's a study we can link that talked about the difference between you know whole fruits versus juices and there you go. All, all relevant studies being discussed at this moment will be linked in the description. Awesome. I'm just, you know, that's my that's one of my things for this stuff. Uh, I just, I like to follow the data, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, because I know that it's not enough to listen to somebody talk about something and just go off of that. And it's not enough to just think about it yeah. because there's a lot of stuff you don't know. And that kind of goes with everything. But like the in, the human body is extremely complex and there's a lot that's going on. So if you want the best possible information, you should look for some kind of studies or data that that is actually testing assumptions. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, well, we maybe talk about that later of like what to look for with data and research because that also... Yeah, that'll be another, that'll be another <laughs> pod. That's a whole big thing itself, but... But like how how um, reliable certain studies and data is. Yeah, like what to look for, you know, how do you know if it's like a reliable study versus... Like if there's a study that says milk's really good for you and it was funded by the dairy industry. Yeah. You should maybe question that. Or like a study that's done on 10 people and that's yeah, it. That's not a good size of, of <laughs> That's people. not a good sample size. So from what I understand... Uh, the best caliber of study, and this is for everything, not food related, just everything, is a double blind placebo controlled study. Yes. Because, and what that, what's that, well, I'm just going to unpack it really quick. 
double blind means that neither the participants nor the researchers have enough information to introduce bias mm -hmm. and skew the data. And also a placebo control means that there is a group that is, correct me if I'm wrong, there is a group in the study that has the placebo that where essentially it's nothing. So they're, mm -hmm. they're not actually participating. They're kind of the control. Yeah. They're not getting, let's say they're giving one group a cholesterol medication. The other group is getting a sugar pill. Yeah. You know? It's so just getting, nothing. Yeah. But they don't know. One thing to just point out though, with like food studies is that it's hard to do placebo foods. Well, yeah. Um, just, you know, if you're looking for that kind of thing in terms of like studies, that's going to be hard to find. But there's there's still a lot of ways to. Well, there are ways you know, to, there are ways to do it. So like one one of the common ways is when they're changing people's diets to see if, you know, when they were doing a study to see what uh, micronutrient or what macronutrient has what effect on your body. It's like they had people one group eat 80 percent carbohydrates, one group eat 80 percent fat and one group just not change their diet at all yeah like that's how you can kind of placebo control a study where you can get a group of people that you study them and then you just tell them hey don't change anything yeah as an example of, of one way it's done that one way that it can be done mm -hmm. but that is probably the highest um quality of study and you like you said with if a study has 10 if it's 10 people that's just not enough people because mm -hmm. if if two people in that group have some whatever reaction now twenty percent of of <laughs> of ten people is two that's just not enough yeah. and if something is like twenty percent likely or there's a risk of of twenty percent that sounds significant but if it's two people out of ten and if you were to have say done that same study with a thousand or ten thousand people you would have very different results yeah so that is that's yeah, a good point mm -hmm. something to look for for that. That's not really to do with fruit, though, and we'll have to we'll do a whole a whole podcast on that because you're as someone who looks at the literature a lot. I mean, you are it's you look at that stuff so much. I do, and it's that's one of those things too that like I'll often get people send me stuff to say like I saw this on the news or I saw this where they're citing like one study, and then if you someone actually was just asking about supplements yesterday, and it was like a weight loss supplement, which is something else we can also talk about in another podcast, but the first thing I did was research, you know, everything and looking at some of the studies that they used to support their product. It, one of the studies was done on 10 people. That's that's why that's the yeah, <laughs> that's, like, what? that's pretty crazy so. that you think that that's reliable. And, and then I hate when people go, well, I have my studies and you have your studies. Like, like it's all the same. Yeah. That's not how it works. That's no. not how it works. And just in general, the more lines of evidence, the better. So if you have like, 600 different survey uh, studies or like a meta-analysis where they pull all different the studies of the same concept yeah. together and then they kind of go through it like that yeah that kind of supports that hey this is probably like fiber and heart health that's been widely studied also so. work that's peer-reviewed yeah is important and then all right we need to stop off okay this. we'll go back to this in another like one <laughs> one more little thing is how many times it's cited in other research yes but anyway uh back back to fruit so um, I, I know that the I know a lot of people have this conception of fruit that it's not good for you, too much sugar and what and whatnot. One thing we kind of trailed off on is um, what fructose does in your body and the fructose in fruit, why it's not as big of a deal. And we kind of we kind of glossed over it quickly. So I just to summarize it, the fructose in fruit is not the same as as sugar that you'd be consuming just blatantly in its own form because the fruit has other things so it's a package deal mm -hmm. it's a, a food matrix yes as it were is yes. that a, is that That's the correct a good, term yeah okay cool i just 
I thought I made it up, but it's real. <laughs> so it's the fiber and then the micronutrients. So you're getting a lot of good there with a little bit of not so good, but even even so, it's the fiber. the The problem is that it hits you all at once like a truck, and uh, your liver's just got to deal with it in one shot. Like the the fructose, I assume. Yeah, but the but con- if it's a oh, ton sorry. of if it's a ton of liquid fructose, yes, the concentration is the problem. That's yes. The, the dose in- makes the poison, essentially. Exactly, yeah, because you're getting such low levels in comparison to like your highly processed foods um, that have you know high fructose corn syrup or um, you know other variations of, of of fructose in them, and the concentration is so much lower in whole fruit. So regardless of the fact that you're getting other nutrients in there yeah you're just getting so much less fructose than you would be from like any other thing that has added like from added sugar yes yeah comparatively you you really so with 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 food and with the healthy foods you you just want to get as much of the good stuff in you as possible you want the fiber you want the the micronutrients you need as much of that as possible mm-hmm. whatever is whatever you can comfortably consume of that stuff because you there's a lot of you, you can't it's hard to overdo it. Like you can totally have too much fiber and, and be in a lot of pain, but you need to go, you need to try to do that. Yeah. It's not easy to do that. Or you can, yeah, there, there are ways to make vitamins dangerous, technically speaking. And I feel yeah. like I shouldn't even say this, but someone's going to call me out if I don't, I think, yeah, you can have too much vitamin C. There's a, there's a, there's a, vitamin c toxicity is a, mm-hmm. is an actual thing but you need to take vitamin c supplements yes. you're not eating enough iron just to do that to yourself that's you'll yeah. throw up before you do that's like the big thing and and you know with vitamin toxicity and mineral toxicity most of the the, the high toxicity levels are set at like like at the ul is what it's called is like a hundred times less than like where someone would see like you know issues basically with um toxicity but most of those when you say ul what's that upper limit um okay but most of those are like way most of those are associated with supplements like as you mentioned yeah you got to take a bunch of vitamin c pills yes and and like you know what happens if you take too much vitamin c you pee it (laughs) no if you if you get like too 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 much vitamin c you get the run. Oh yeah, nausea's one, um, upset stomach, and it de- and it depends too. Like we're talking about vitamin C, it's water soluble. A lot of those like extra nutrients. So if you take like a multivitamin, you'll see that like B vitamins are like six thousand percent of your daily value. <laughs> but like a lot of those, you pee out. Um, literally, that's yeah. what happens. They're water soluble. I know with vitamin C from experience because one time I thought I was gonna be smart and beat my cold and mega dose vitamin C, and I took like eight vitamin C pills. Mm. It was really stupid. Yeah. And then that night wasn't a fun night. Nothing bad happened, really. I just had to hit the bathroom like four times. It was uncomfortable, but then I was fine. Side note on that: uh, vitamin C can possibly only reduce your cold symptoms by one day per year so it's not significant so it's actually not recommended to take vitamin c supplements to prevent a cold or treat a cold however so what do you want vitamin c for vitamin c does play a role in immune health um and it also okay um uh it also helps in terms of helping your wounds heal and your cuts heal and plays a role in your gums and stuff so it's really important you won't get scurvy (laughs) yeah you won't get scurvy um it's still obviously very important it's just I'm talking about supplements here, like over the 
recommendation and it's so easy to get vitamin c because you could just eat an orange yeah probably so. a bad example like so <laughs> um, much stuff has vitamin c in it yeah but you mentioned toxicity i just want to point out um that i've only ever seen it in food with someone who was juicing and it was with carrots and they were doing squash and carrots and they they ended up with um they turn orange they they did they had like an orange <laughs> hue to them and nice. it went away after they um like yeah. stop doing that but that's Jesus. like a rare circumstances circumstance so they went nuts juicing like 40 carrots a day yeah. every day for months but that's all they were consuming too they were like just carrot juice yeah and i weird thing to just this was before they came to me and they came to me right after Did they come to you orangey yeah they were very it was that's weird. so it was weird. like the fake tan stuff but it was but just, it was not <laughs> fake. like a hue it it's was the just real thing you heard it here yeah. first if you want to look healthy this summer and you want to look really <laughs> golden and sparkly you want to look like a greek god you got to juice like 50 carrots a day every day and drink that juice for like a month straight start now it's june you're gonna have that bronzed beach bod by July, you heard it here first. Parazanutrition.com endorses juicing tons of carrots yeah. to look like a Greek god on the beach, to look like a Spartan warrior. Uh, that's not true. Don't okay. do that. Don't do that. And just as a side note, everything stated is for educational purposes, <laughs> not to be used <laughs> as substitute for medical advice. advice. Okay. This is not <laughs> medical FYI. advice. FYI. Disclaimer. Speak to your healthcare provider. <laughs> yes, yeah, speak to your doctor about Adderall. <laughs> speak to your doctor about Juicifan. No. It's a new medication. Um, okay. Okay. Let's move on. Every drug commercial. <laughs> oh, whatever. Speak to your yeah. doctor. That's what it makes you think. Of. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's really hard to basically have toxicity with these nutrients if you're just eating food itself. Um, it's mostly an issue with supplements. So I don't even know how we got onto this point of toxicity. I but. mentioned that you can, it's possible to, because I, I was going to go on a point about like you can't overdose on you can't eat so much fruit that it's bad for you oh in, in terms oh, of yeah. in terms of a, like the practical sense where your stomach will fill up a lot faster before you do some damage yeah which is just not true for donuts yeah one thing one thing just to point out which is kind of the argument against smoothies um is that they're easy to consume so someone can easily consume very high calories lots of concentrated sugar um and you know if you again if you think about it how many if you have in a smoothie, you know, 40 blueberries, an apple, an orange, you know, it would obviously take a lot more to consume it as in like chew it up. Um, but that's not a reason to like not use smoothies like we mentioned with convenience aspect. It's well, just, it's fruit you know. though. It's not charred bacon fat. No, no. And it's like that's that's one big thing. Or like I've had um, people who you, they have a smoothie, they don't feel satisfied, which I think might have been something we talked about that's before. That's bizarre. Well, it's the act of chewing that they miss. Oh, so okay. That's where... I don't miss that. <laughs> that's where you can do like a smoothie with something. So like with a meal to, again, just kind of fill the gap in terms of like fruits and vegetables. But, yeah. you know... It's deceptive, I guess, in a way, because your body primes your appetite and your level of hunger off of the act of chewing and the slow mm -hmm. um intake of calories yeah and like the sitting down and like seeing the food smelling it you know that there's a whole, the experience. whole experience yeah, yeah. um but again it, or some people what to do is make a smoothie and then freeze it and have it like an icy kind of thing so it's you know one it's like an experience and not just you know drinking a smoothie but it's also you know, it could be a good, like, substitute if they're looking for, like, something to pick on at night, you know, freeze a smoothie and then just kind of, like, eat it. Yeah, like sure. And you had that Yo Nana's thing. Oh, yeah. I still have which that. Which, it, 
It makes ice cream. It's not ice cream. For if you're listening, I air quotes. That's it's not <laughs> ice cream. It's it's a tasty frozen treat. Sure. Yeah. It's not ice cream. Yeah. Don't call it ice cream. No. That's why they call it nice cream. Okay. Yeah. God, more of that crap. Yeah. That's one of my biggest problem with like a lot of the quote unquote vegan movement is they repurpose these words and it's just I don't know. You need a new word. That's kind of one of my that's the hill I'm gonna die on for that. <laughs> that's no no use even Yeah, all right. Not relevant to this discussion. For fruit. <laughs> are we talking about diabetics? Were we talking about diabetics at all? We did. Um that's one of the things with the research. So we said we'll post some some stuff. But basically research shows that it can help with preventing diabetes and it also can help with blood sugar management. Again, talking whole fruits over juice. And then also if you're concerned, you know, aiming for those lower sugar fruits, you know, again, not saying any fruit is bad, but, you know, berries, really high antioxidant content, high in fiber, um, low in terms of blood sugar response. But again, not typically an issue overall, but if that's a concern of yours and that's preventing you from eating fruit, go for the berries, nothing else. And then there's other stuff that's considered fruit that is just straight up not sugary, like, say, the avocado. Yeah, avocado. Or if you're some weirdo that likes green bananas. Like me. There you go. You don't <laughs> like green bananas. You like, like yellow You green. like yellow bananas with a green hue around the edges. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm But it's it's uh, more of a starch, less of a sugar kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are options. Just not every, not every fruit is super sweet and loaded with sugar. Yeah. I think those are the two main ones that... I can think of, but whatever. Yeah. That doesn't really matter. No. One thing, uh, we mentioned fiber a lot, and I don't know if, I don't think we did a podcast on fiber, but we kind of talked about it a lot. But um, a couple of things with fiber and, and carbs just in general, all of your fruit have carbohydrates in them. I mentioned all of them have sugar, but all of them have carbs. Oops, sorry. <laughs> just hit the, the cat. <laughs> just hit the cat Oops. in the face. Um, but all fruit has sugar, all fruit has carbs. Care. Carbs break down into sugar in your body, and there's, you know, we were talking about fructose in particular, but um, fiber does not produce a blood sugar response, so it won't cause your blood sugar to go up and spike down, um, spike up and then drop down, but it'll help with regulating that response outside of also being beneficial for heart health, reducing cholesterol, moving things through your GI tract faster. A lot of benefits to fiber. A lot of benefits to fiber. And it's the kind of thing that's, really not in most of the stuff that you see in the grocery store like most of the foods that you just probably have around and buy like what was interesting is we just spent some time at your parents house Mm -hmm. if they're listening hey thanks for having us because our power was out for like two or three days (laughs) yeah and you know when we were in their pantry they have a lot of food (laughs) yeah and stuff but like a lot of it is the packaged stuff that you know whatever but um that's the kind of thing that most people, when they go grocery shopping, they buy mm-hmm. is like, you know, Uncle Ben's like rice packs or just stuff, you know, just the whole middle of the grocery store yeah. where you're going up and down the aisles and you're buying this and that and just your prepackaged, ready to go foods. That stuff, I'm not saying you shouldn't eat it, but it, it just doesn't have any fiber and f- a lot of it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And and um and fiber is something that your body does so much better when it has. Mm-hmm. And fruit is a convenient way to get fiber in you because fruit is sweet and usually you can just pick up a piece of fruit and eat it. You don't need to cook it. Yeah. Like a vegetable. 
So fruit's just one of those convenient ways to introduce fiber into your diet. Most people know what fruit is. Mm -hmm. They like it. You know, I, I haven't met a person who dislikes the taste of all fruit. Yeah. And a lot of hand fruit you can just take with you. So it's kind of a convenient food to have on the go or to just pick up and have when you're out maybe. Yeah. I've, I've bought a few bananas from Wawa a few times just because they sell them and they're right there. Mm-hmm. Or a little fruit cups or whatever. Uh, you, you overpay a little bit for those. But that's there's also ways to like elevate it too. Um, which is probably a weird term to use, but, um, like what if you're, what do you mean by elevate? Like, okay. So, you know, I, I get a lot of people that say, you know, with fruit that, you know, it might be boring or they want something more exciting. Um, and just something, you know, to think about is like, okay, let's say you're looking for a dessert at night. Um, baking apples, throwing a little bit of cinnamon on it, even some like oats on the top and like baking it in the oven, you get like this warm kind of apple, but it, brings out some of that natural sweetness to it yeah there are ways so. to make it sexy yeah that's basically yeah it's spicy you could do like an apple cobbler mm-hmm. pears are also another good one to bake um or peaches peaches yeah that's another good one Ooh, i love a good peach cobbler <laughs> i did um like an open face peach you've with done like, a cobbler before that i really liked mm-hmm. you've done them before yeah i did it with it's kind of like um the way i did it which i think i have the recipe still is in like the, the description, if we have it. Uh, the berry cobbler I've done. And then I did stuffed peaches where it was like I made my own granola and stuffed it into like a half of a peach. Okay. Um, and then the cobbler was just like frozen f- berries. And, um, and I think, again, I made like a, a topping for it. Um, yeah. And you thing. when you when you bake that sort of stuff and you make it, you keep it still healthy. Yeah. It's like oats and... Uh, yeah. And that's the kind of thing you mentioned earlier. Like, you know, there's some of that stuff where I'll add like maple syrup to it. Um, but it's like, one, you know, it doesn't... It, it's a small amount and it's... It doesn't negate the fact that like I'm using whole fruit and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're still so, getting a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So it's like, do you want that to be what you do for every snack? No, not necessarily. No, but, but seriously, the, could be just, a, you know. you, the fact that you can like have, there's not that many foods that are healthy and good for you that you can just walk into your kitchen, pick up and eat right away. Mm-hmm. There's not that many. Apples, bananas, you know, to an extent, like oranges i guess or like peaches pears you know if you wash your fruit and you put it in a basket in your kitchen mm-hmm. and you just have that you can just walk in and grab a piece of fruit and eat it yeah and then that's it how many foods can you do that with yeah not very many and the fact that you can do that with fruit and also it's insanely good for you is worth considering mm-hmm. i don't eat whole fruit and we don't really get it well, I don't eat it. That's why <laughs> we have it. We do. But when I was when I was uh, working in a kitchen, that was one of the best things. Where every once in a while we would get uh, local peaches. Mm. Oh my god! Oh my god! You guys, they're really good. Yeah. And I I, I could eat like four of them. See, I don't really like peaches. That's why I don't really buy them. You don't like peaches. I like nectarine. I don't like the fuzziness of the. Everyone's peach. got their preferences. Yeah. My point is that when you find one you like. I mean, I would literally just take it and eat it. I think I'd probably mm-hmm. rinse it first, but you know, you can yeah. just eat it. No, and that's that's why I like having. And you can walk around and eat an apple and look cool. Exactly. Or that's why I like having like the berries or the grapes in the fridge because they're convenient to just like you want something, but you don't, you know, 
maybe you're getting ready to eat dinner or something like that, you just grab like sure. a handful of berries or something like that to kind of curb your appetite. But it's like something that's good for you. So it's, you know. Well, I, I you kind of just glossed over what I said. And I would like to reiterate that if you ever right. want to look cooler in a social situation, <laughs> oh. <laughs> just have an apple. Okay. I guarantee you, you'll, you'll look like a cool person, guy or gal, if you're in a conversation with someone or you're just kind of walking around and bebopping around the streets doing doing your stuff and you have an apple and you're eating an apple casually. It's a power move. It's high status. Check me out. I'm so casual in this high tense situation that I'm eating an apple. That's great. It, ch- think <laughs> about it. Just imagine. Just imagine you're in like a high stakes business meeting and everyone's talking numbers and throwing stuff around and you pan over and there's this guy and he's just eating an apple. He's just crunching away. He's he's cool. Mm-hmm. He's relaxed. He's not upset. He's not that concerned. He's so chill that he's eating an apple. I'm just saying. You always look like it's it's a power move. Pure power move. That's some big apple stuff right there for you. I will say though, because I've often been the person that I bring noisy food to like conferences where it's like celery and carrots and like apples, like things that are things that are crunchy. Um, But you know, obviously, you don't want to be like crunching away and like interrupting a speech or something. But like people are often afraid to make noise, you know, especially if they're like waiting for something to start that they like you know, have this like, you know, they don't want to make waves. Oh, I don't care about waves. that. No, and then you're just like eating your fruits and vegetables. So Heck just yeah. a side note to own your fruits and vegetable. What? <laughs> <laughs> Was that nerdy? Cool. I don't know. I don't know what you're going for. Oh. Um, somebody I'm sure will though. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I, I kind of lost it in the middle there because I was preoccupied because the cat just started licking my hand for no reason. Oh. As she do. It's a power move. And next time you do anything, ever, I don't care what it is, next time you're in public, next time you're in a high-tense situation, high, next time you're in a serious, important meeting, just eat an apple in the middle of it. Everyone's going to know what you think because it's a pure power move. It's alpha. I don't care if you agree with that or not. That's how alpha <laughs> I am. I should be eating an apple right now. In fact, I thought about it. I we thought about apples. doing it during this podcast, <laughs> wow. just be eating an apple and then going into how it's a power. Okay, I'll, I'm okay. done. I'm we sorry. have apples and pears in the fridge. All right. So is there, and I I hate to beat this over the head, but like, I feel like diabetes is the big thing with, Mm. with fruit. And is, is there a type of fruit that people with diabetes should eat less of? Is there a concern that, um, certain fruits are not good for diabetics? Um, I mean, there isn't a lot of supporting research. That's one of the, the issues there is that there's anecdotal or what people find affects their blood sugar more than others. And that's where it's kind of like a case by case approach. I sometimes have, you know, people who pineapple will spike their blood sugar really quickly, but it depends on what pineapple they're eating. Like, are they eating a fresh pineapple? Are they eating canned with added sugar? So there's a lot of layering factors there. Mm -hmm. Um, But if that's a, again, there isn't a lot of supporting research to show that eating certain fruits will cause your blood sugar numbers to spike so much more. Um, with that said, you know, if you are concerned about your fruit intake, you know, again, aiming for your whole fruits, aiming for things that are higher in fiber, which have a lower blood sugar response. So like your berries, you know, any of your berries, your cherries, um, again, fruit with the skin on. 
And if you want, you can also pair it with like a little bit of protein or like a healthy fat. So like an apple and peanut butter or banana and handful of walnuts, you know, something like that to, to kind of help curb that blood sugar spike. But again, it's all of your fruit is going to have sugar in it. All of your fruit still has fiber unless it's, you know, been stripped away in some kind of processing. So it's just a matter of choosing those kinds of whole fruits to still retain the nutrients. And then again, it's, it's, it's very different with like diabetes, but not really. (laughs) It's only different because there's a, there's a perception that it's different due to the fact that there's sugar in fruit and anyone who's a diabetic is being told by their healthcare professionals, their, their doctors and whatnot, that they should not be having sugar. Mm-hmm. essentially yeah or they didn't need to be mindful of their sugar intake yeah and one one thing that people often use which is a misconception because it's not used properly is the glycemic index so the glycemic index it's a, it's a tool but it basically is your blood sugar response but they compare it to white um white sugar or like white bread so something that spikes your blood sugar very quickly basically now, the issue with the glycemic index, though, is that it doesn't take into consideration portion size or a mixed meal. So most of the time, the portion sizes are not realistic to what people would actually consume. So if you're looking at any of those charts and you see like potatoes or fruit have like a high glycemic index, again, the portion size is not taken into consideration. And then also if you have it with something else, too. So, so it's kind of a gray area, and I would you shouldn't really go off of just that. Exactly, yeah. Something so how do you recommend people consume their fruit? Is there a difference then? Because you said if you're consuming, I mean, you just touched on it a little bit, but so pairing your fruit with other things is helpful for curbing the blood sugar spike if you're diabetic and you're concerned with that. Yeah. Is it necessary to be concerned though? It's not necessary, but it also can help with like satiety and feeling fuller for longer. Okay. So like you know, an apple and peanut butter could probably keep you a little bit fuller for longer than like just an apple. Um, well, yeah, you're getting like the fat and the protein and the exactly and the from the peanut butter. So usually, I recommend that kind of pairing anyway, just because it can help kind of again, you know, keep someone a little bit fuller for longer. Right. In terms of like berries, usually that's kind of good on its own, just because it's got a lot more fiber in it. So that's usually you don't necessarily need to pair it with something else. But so I shouldn't pair it with like a pound of Cool Whip. Mm, not necessarily. I shouldn't just have my blueberries swimming in cream. Yeah, really, that's not so it's much. Del- it's a delicious <laughs> pairing, though, I have to admit. Mm-hmm. It is delightful, but probably not worth the not-goodness yeah. of the cream, of the cool whip. Yeah. Or, like, if you're having, like, lunch and you have, like, you know, whatever your, your lunch is and you have a fruit with it, you're kind of pairing it even if you're not like eating it right at the same time. Like you have your lunch and then you have a piece of fruit. Yeah, I so don't it's, know. it's not to be overly concerned about. It's just more so for snacks. So like you go, let's say two hours without eating, you grab an apple again, you know, pairing it with something can help. Yeah, I think that's the common experience. Most people just have a piece of fruit or two mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily have it with a meal or something. Although, you know, if you're doing oatmeal, chuck some blueberries in there, chuck some raisins in there. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good for you, and mm-hmm. it's tasty. Yeah, and again, it, it it's it depends on your pattern and stuff, but not something you can be overly concerned about. It's just more of, again, if it works better for you, and you know, pairing the two together. So. I think it's such a shame that fruit gets demonized because there's there's so little food that is just like one hundred percent good for you. Yeah, like there's vegetables, 
and then there's fruit. Yeah. I mean, everything else you eat, you're, it's kind of a cost-benefit type of thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's not wholly good, but it's not wholly bad, depending on what it is. I mean, there is some stuff. Like, yeah, just if you're, if you're trying to watch, I will polish off a dozen donuts from Dunkin' Donuts. You give me six strawberry frosted and six Boston cream, and I'll eat them all. But I shouldn't do that. It's bad for you, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is, though, you can't really do damage with fruit and vegetables. No. You can't really hurt your body. You can, it, it can essentially just help. Yeah. Your health. Exactly. You're, you're, you're positive. And that's one of the, the things I talk about is, like, adding it. Just start adding it to what you're already doing. Um, just not even concerning yourself with eating too much, too many calories and... You know, you have to take things out because just just getting the micronutrients and the fiber in you is so valuable. Yeah, I think that's the the big thing that that is is overlooked with with fruit. Yeah, and most people don't get enough too, which is so like most people feel like they're eating too much and they're really not even getting half of what they need. Enough fruit, um, fruit or vegetables, but fruit in particular too, which is you know you would think that would be something that people might eat more of, but. If you think about it, most people like have a banana. That's it. What's the <laughs> serving recommendation for what is it? The RDA. Yeah. So the um. Well, the RDA is for nutrients. Like. So like, what's know. the recommendation for like the my plate or whatever the current iteration of the food pyramid is? Yeah. So the the my plate is one that's also that's based on the dietary guidelines for Americans. So it's okay. Um, the current dietary guidelines. It's going to vary per age, but generally it's about two cups to three cups per day. Of fruit is recommended. Fr- yeah. That's a minimum though. So you can go over because often go when well I- over that. Yeah. When I talk to people about that, it's like try to get two cups At a day. At least two cups. Yes. And not if feel not like you're strict. What's the upper limit of fruit consumption? There isn't one set. And so that's something else. There's not one set, but- to me, it's like, all right, how much food can you fit inside you? If all of it was fruit, that's the upper limit. Yeah, basically. Like, until you're physically uncomfortable, that's the upper limit of eating fruit. Yeah, and I shouldn't say, like, upper limit doesn't exist because the idea is that you want to balance your intake with other things, you well, know? Well, just like in general, you want to eat a variety of foods. Exactly. Um, so, it's you know, It's better to do that, I guess. It's better to do that. You'll get all your, your nutrients that you need. and Get all your you know. nutrients. Yeah. But, again, you know, it's it's try to aim for at least two cups again does depend on your age group gender that kind of thing but at least two a day is two cups a day let me say that not two fruits per day depends depends on your gender yeah they have separated by male sex like male female Mm -hmm. okay yeah although that's only for adults like for children it's just lumped as like children so but yeah well we're at about an hour and ten right now Hmm. so what do you say we wrap it up that sounds good. What are your closing thoughts on fruit consumption? Closing thoughts on fruit. Fruit is good for you. Um, eat more of it. Most people are not getting enough. It can actually help with preventing things like heart disease, diabetes, cancer, all that kind of stuff. Actually help with weight management and weight loss. So another positive. And if you're currently diabetic? If you're currently diabetic, aim for whole fruits over juices. So like a whole banana, a whole orange, those kinds of things. You can always pair it which will help with the blood sugar response. You could pair it. You could peach it. You could pair it. You could plum it. it. <laughs> you could plum it. Wow. Um, <laughs> just, just Remember plums? <laughs> yes. Professor Plum? Not a lot of people eat plums, um, but they're also a good one too. It's because they, like, they look like little butts, mm-hmm. and <laughs> well, that's gross. There's that. Um, but you can always pair it like with you know banana and peanut butter. 
Um, but that'll also help with satiety too and provide you with some other nutrients. So that's also a good call as it is. Um, I think that's. Yeah, that should do it for, for yeah. fruit, right? Yeah, and we'll we'll link some some research, some research, some notes in the in the description of whatever medium you are listening to this through. Mm-hmm. There will be some information available for you to check out. Thank you, Miss Felicia Peraza of Peraza Nutrition, PerazaNutrition dot com, Instagram Peraza Nutrition, Twitter Peraza Nutrition, uh, YouTube dot com slash Peraza Nutrition. Mm-hmm. Everything Peraza Nutrition. Yeah, pretty much. If you Google that <laughs> those two words, you will find all her stuff. Yes, you'll find me. All right, great. Well, it's been it's been super fun discussing fruit with you. Nice. I think I'll go have some applesauce. That's good. There's plenty of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's what's next on our docket? I don't know. We I pulled a bunch. We 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 mentioned a few things today, like research and such. But um, oh, we could talk about the integrity of studies. Yeah. On the next one, or maybe water. Or did we already do water? No, I was thinking also because we were kind of talking about it today, like vegetables and talking about like because we were kind of talking a little bit about diabetes, but like starchy versus non-starchy and okay. like vegetables in general, you know. With Got and it. you know, it if when you think about vegetables, you feel like it's like, well, isn't that just clear cut? But like, you know, that might be something. How yeah. to make them taste good? All how right. much you need? All that and more coming up on the Peraza Nutrition Podcast. Stay tuned and thank you very much for listening. You going to say anything? Oh, no. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See ya. (laughs) I'm such a...